0: Hello and welcome to another episode of After 5 at Jumix. So tonight, we're going to talk a lot about coffee and FMB industry as a whole. So I am your host for tonight. My name is San Steele. I'm the founder of Jumix together with my partner here, Deanna. Hello, guys. Right. So although it's 8 o'clock right now, but I think there are still a lot of people out there drinking coffee, right? So because I always think that there's always someone out there drinking coffee at any point of time. That is how popular coffee and how common coffee is, right? So tonight we are very happy because we are able to invite a VIP guest who is the founder of Frank Lauren to join us today, okay? So I think for those who are of you who are in Penang and if you're a coffee drinker, definitely you have heard of Frank Lauren before, right? So guys, if you are here already right now, please um, share this video with your friends. Share this to your Facebook group. Tag your friends in. So, tonight we are not just going to talk with Frank casually, of course, right? We are going to dissect him, okay? <laughs> but not physically. We are going to dissect him mentally, right? So that we want him to talk about his struggles, his stories, and how he pivots his business during the MCO period, right? Okay. So, uh, okay now, Deanna, please, I, I give you the honor to you know introduce our VIP guest for tonight.
1: Sure. Hello. Welcome back to After Five JoMe. Do you miss my voice? <laughs> um so on this very episode, we uh before we even start, I would like to give a big thank you to everyone who particip- participated in our previous live stream with Ipopinang because we actually received a lot of good feedback from them that uh people have been reaching to them giving donations and funds to support what they are doing and as far as Seremban and all that they are also contacting ibwa you know to help them out and you know do some partnerships with them so we are very very thankful for that and we won't be able to achieve it without you guys listeners out there so today we are going to leverage technology again that's actually what we do here in Jumex as well we leverage technology via websites digital marketing and e-commerce solutions so to- Today, we up our game to even give away, like what Sam said just now, to give away a few sets of coffee and gelato from Frank Lauren Coffee Roasters. So as you all know, in Penang, uh, whenever you go to places, there are five branches in Penang. When you see Frank Lauren co- Coffee Roasters, you know that their coffee is good because they are everywhere in Penang. So today, all you have to do is to listen to our keyword. Okay, we'll be, uh, we'll be saying a certain keyword that you will have to uh, hear. And after you hear it, you will just have to leave it in the comment section once you have shared our video then you are in the running to win yourself some delicious coffee and gelato so easy as it is the first keyword would be Frank because of course we are going to invite Frank in in a while more and I think is everyone ready sans
0: I think let's give you another 20 seconds please comment down below Frank okay if you don't know how to spell it is f r a n k, okay? Frank, yes, right. right? Please command Frank, and you are you will be in the run of the free coffee and gelato. okay? Mm-hmm. So without further ado, let us invite our VIP guest for tonight, Frank E from Frank Lauren. Hello, hello. Frank.
2: Hi, hello hello. <laughs> I'm so
1: happy to have Hi. you here today. How are you feeling right hey, now? Thanks
2: for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah. <laughs> very
1: excited. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. are excited yeah. too. We are like, trying to yeah. hold everything back so that we can have a very interesting conversation tonight. So, yeah, uh, I think forward. Forward. I would like to congratulate you on your five years anniversary with Frank oh, Laurie Coffee. Yeah i think that is a milestone especially you know in five years there are so many things happening especially like what we are facing right now COVID 19 and all that and you are still very strong and expanding you must be doing something or lots of things right that is why you are here today
2: um i wouldn't say we are very good but uh, we are improving from years to years so this is i believe five years anniversary is a it's a good start for us to pivot towards the future yeah
1: that's great, that's great. So, uh, like, during the start, how, how was it that you really want, like, you really thought, okay, coffee is something that I want to do? And, like, I remember going through your Instagram posting and you said that you're actually a college dropout. So, can oh, you please yeah. tell us more about
2: that? Um, back then, when I was still in uh, college time, I was uh, a very, very bad student. So, I basically failed all my, my subjects back in A-levels, and I failed my, a lot of different business subjects, or even economics, finance, back in, uh, when I changed to uh, American Degree Transfer Program, which is, Mm -hmm. I intend to actually further studies to US, but I decided to draw up because my CGPA has been continuously less than 2.0. So, the college actually sent me a letter, asked me to Mm. stop. <laughs> yeah, no, I oh, okay. yeah. I I to stop for a semester, and I have to appeal to to go back to the college. So oh. this is a quite a serious uh issue. Yeah. No,
1: but so, back then were you like not interested in studies at all? But or is is something that you don't want to study?
2: I don't like to study. Yeah. Uh. uh, basically okay. no interest at all. Yeah. So, right. but. Uh, I, I like to read about all those uh, business and all those uh, mm-hmm. uh, successful people's stories and, and something something like that. So it kind of like, a, I know that maybe studies wasn't wasn't for me. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So back then when you really dropped out of college, how old were you?
2: I was probably around uh, early 21st, I would say, mm-hmm. yeah
1: during that time so, when you dropped out of college and you were young and everything like for us living in an Asian culture you know that people would say uh, why why would you drop out of college and all that then how did you really tell your parents or what was your friends reaction when they know about this
2: uh, my, my my mother is uh, been very supportive towards uh, mm-hmm. uh, everything I do so as long as I can come up with the results or all those yeah. things then she will be very uh, very good for that. So ah. it's, she's very open-minded also. So I don't really care about uh, what others think, but uh, uh, but how I can live happily and uh, doing what I love to do. I think that's more important.
3: Mm,
1: interesting. So during that time, you were like, okay, since my mom supports me in everything I do, I'm going to explore in something that you like. Is that right? Yes, so yes that's right. during that yeah. time, you already, knew, you already knew that you like coffee. Or how was it that you um, found out about coffee?
2: because i was uh, my, my i got my first part-time job back in college uh while i was still work, uh, studying so i was working in starbucks back then mm-hmm. and as a part-time barista that i i i always go to work but I, I don't really like to go to college so then that's why so i realized that i enjoy the moment that i can actually spend with my customers that uh, i can customize them a special coffee drinks or even like uh, to serve them uh while they are, because I was working in airport, a uh, Penang oh. international airport back then. So people were we're actually like a uh, travel often. Then they will come come to if hey, uh when they they call me Wenzel. So mm. they hey Wenzel, can you uh, make me a uh, cup of coffee or something like that before I fly yeah, something like that? So I, I feel very privileged. I mean I mean I feel very uh, happy that people ask me to brew their own coffee. So that that's what that that was a start. Yeah.
1: I see. So during that time, you were in the airport and you got a lot of regulars there. Am I right?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's After right. getting a lot
1: of regulars, you think that hey, this coffee business, I think coffee is something that you want to go into.
2: Um, yeah, because uh, I was I was thinking about how do I actually further down to learn more about coffee? Mm-hmm. And I realized that uh, maybe I should travel to other countries to learn more about coffee. So there's a lot of things to, to learn in the coffee industry okay. so it's like crazy so yeah that's why i i go to other countries like a uh, taiwan japan singapore melbourne uh, to explore about the coffee in across asia and i realized that uh they are very different so what they do is that there there's a lot of all those micro coffee roastery across the, the street it's like one small Laurent, there's a one uh, home i mean a small roastery they roast their own coffee on the spot, and they actually brew their own coffee for their customers to take away or something like that. So this is one of the uh, new concepts that I, I saw from traveling to other countries. And I even stayed in a coffee farm in Taiwan for uh, at least one to two months, almost two months at that time. So it's, it was a very eye-opening that uh, I can actually uh, see how the coffee trees actually grow and to actually... Uh, take all those are uh, red cherry that I can use that for like a natural process, uh, wash process, or even honey process coffee. Yeah, so this was uh quite fun. Yeah.
1: Okay, so you did go to Taiwan and look for a seafood, right?
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I actually learned a lot, a lot from uh coffee farming. Uh, all those are uh, even professional certifications for coffee roastings or coffee by uh brewing and all those coffee cupping as well. So there's a lot of things to, to learn about in, in the coffee industry. Yeah.
1: What what was the first thing you you learned about coffee when you were in Taiwan?
2: Um I would say it's a coffee brewing. Yeah, because uh okay. back then when I uh coffee brewing has been very very popular in, in Taiwan. So it's like a, they have all those uh, coffee dripping, the hand drip mm-hmm. that kind of style. They uh brew many, many different types of uh, brewing methods and mm-hmm. they made it very, very interesting and it's uh, quite fun to learn about mm-hmm. all those uh, different brewing methods.
1: Okay, okay. So you learned coffee, you know why you have passion for coffee, but doing business and, and having your passion in coffee is two different things. But oh, yeah. how, how did you really get into the coffee business itself?
2: Um, I was quite lucky because uh, I... I have a lot of passion for business as well. So mm. I like like I said just now I, I really like to learn, uh, to study about all those uh, successful people how do they do they, their things and oh, I really love uh I mean articles about them and even read a lot of other podcast interviews that are mm. about uh, how how they build their business and so on. So this was a a, a, a good learning process that I can see how, how people do, think, do things do things differently. So it's quite fun. I mean, okay. Yeah.
1: But how long did it took for you to actually learn coffee? Then starting a business. Like how long did that take?
2: I I mean, from the start, uh, I I work in the Starbucks. I probably around one to two years time before I start my business. So I basically once I drop out, I actually travel to other countries, and I before I even start my business, I mean my first cafe. I actually took about one year time to actually, uh, source all those coffee equipments, coffee roasting, uh, import the uh coffee roast the import the coffee roasters that I I bought, uh, from the US to uh Malaysia. So it was quite a very trouble troublesome when you when you are very young and you are very dumb. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: no, 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 not, not dumb. Okay.
2: But, yeah.
3: Yeah
2: so, yeah. so a lot of all those uh trouble back then that you'll find that it's a very good learning process. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Can you remember like the the biggest struggle for you to start this business? What was it that, you know, you really thought about a lot? It was very stressful and all that.
2: I think the... I, I try not to remember them, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Positive think thinking.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I, I think it's quite okay, la, but uh, maybe if at some point you'll feel very depressed, you'll feel... Uh, challenge because uh you you couldn't get enough sales to cover your all those uh, uh, your operational costs and all those things. So I think um other than that I think it's quite okay la, yeah because uh, okay. you learn along the way so yeah.
1: Okay so during like let's go backwards okay that five years ago when you first started frank lauren coffee roasters yeah. when uh when was it that you got your biggest customer that you said yes i finally did this thing like when was it in the business that you 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 felt that
2: um you mean like a uh, doing what, what do you say again sorry like
1: in yeah. these five years, starting the business when was yeah. it only you start, uh you you actually had uh have a customer that give you like a very big opportunity that you think that, oh yes, I'm doing something right. That kind of feeling.
2: Oh yeah, because uh, when I first started my my cafe, right a lot of those uh, regular customers, which I had back back then when I was working, they actually come and support me. So I was very thankful for for them to actually uh, come all the way to to support us throughout the uh, five years journey. And I'm very thankful for my my team that actually uh, helped us to grow the business. And they have, they have been very supportive and also my mama so basically she's the, the one who invested in this business so uh, without her I, I wouldn't be here yeah
1: mm, that's cool that's, that's a that's a good story like people who really support you in the business especially knowing how passionate you are I think that is the most uh like appreciative people that you should thank in any business yeah. or entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneur exactly. life. so uh, Tell us honestly like you you uh, like you say you like reading a lot of business books and all that but is it so useful that what you read on the book and what is happening right in front of you in your business is actually true and usable
2: um, I think the most imp- uh, the most catchy part from the all those stories and so on is, is the experience behind how they do it and how they mm. actually uh, get away from all those trouble or even like challenges and some of the podcasts or even like uh, uh, people who share about their experience actually give you like a suddenly one thing that you uh, you gives gives you an inspiration that uh, "Eh, actually I can do do this also and I can do it better than I used to so these are very important lessons that I learned along the way yeah Mm -hmm. you have to learn from people who are better than you
1: Mm, that's right i think that's a very good advice so right now uh after you've gone through that struggles i'm sure covid19 is something that you are facing as a business owner i think everyone every business owner is facing
0: so right now we are going into a second session of our live video so frank um now i'm going to take over the session right so because this is more related to myself (laughs) I think as a business owner, you can definitely relate to this, all right? So the COVID-19 pandemic has hit us you know, at the most unexpected moment. Terribly, yeah. Uh, and the worst case is our Prime Minister announced the MCO lockdown in just about two to three days in advance, right? Yeah. Today he announced, then two to three days later, we, our country is in a total lockdown,
3: okay? I still so, remember all those. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's terrible news, like yeah. the world just gone black. OK, but um, for me personally, I think I am actually quite lucky because I am in the digital business. So what we need is just a laptop and Internet connection then we can work normally. But of course, this is not the same case for a lot of people out there. And a lot of business owners, you know, they rely a lot of food traffic on retail, on uh, physical walk in, so I think uh, your business is one of I think one of those that you um, really need a lot of food traffic to come in. So please share with us, um, what is your you know did, did you got things planned out back then?
2: Like, are you ready <laughs> for it how, how did you? No, uh, no one yeah. is ever ready for MCO. I yeah. I wouldn't imagine that. Uh, we have to lock down the whole country, and no one is able to go out and all those things is like. Very challenging it's like 5 p.m. Uh, maximum travel uh, distance that you can go yeah so it's like suddenly the whole world is like uh, in a lockdown and mm-hmm. because uh, we did expect that and we actually lost a lot of money from all those uh, in- ingredients like a milk all those coffee and all those are uh, a lot of stuff that uh, I mean the fruits and all those mm-hmm. food yeah so we have to throw it away. Or even like uh, we, we, we let let, let our, uh, our customer or even our our, our our colleagues to actually bring it home so that they can actually use it up. Because we, we wouldn't be able to use them so soon before they spoil. So those are the very crazy time. I imagine that, I, I still remember that I asked my colleagues, hey, I think you, you guys just take home all those uh, ingredients because we are we are going to throw it away if uh the lock, lockdown continues uh because they actually announced it like a two weeks or uh, one week's time Mm. and we think that it will be longer time so uh, there's nothing we can do and uh but uh, during that time we actually do a lot of different things as well and initially our sales actually drops like a crazy it's like downhill uh 80 90 percent and we slowly get back up into even uh eighty uh, percent or even seventy percent, that kind of a uh, uh sales. But uh, yeah. So it's quite a terrible time.
0: Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, I, think I'm interested to know like how how you guys yeah. operate during that uh. During the lockdown now, because like us, we just working work from home, right? We just hook on the internet and we can start working. But for you guys, like because you have to physically present, you know, to serve your client, to brew true, your coffee true. and so on. That what what are you guys doing in the MCO period?
2: Oh yeah, I th- that time actually, I just tell my my team that, uh, I think we should start our, our full full flash into the grab mm. delivery, oh. and we started doing the coffee delivery or even like a. Uh, food delivery but I realized that those are only a very small part of our revenues because of, uh, we think that without uh, people who walk in to buy our, our stuff and so on you wouldn't be able to sustain your business at all so there's no way you can just sustain your business doing just delivery because our, our business is built based on the food food footfall towards our, our, our shop and we actually closed four outlets back then uh, during this MCO, and we only om- open one our flagship store in Udini Square, so uh, a lot of costs continue to burn over the MCO. Like, did your uh, landlord
0: like give you discount on the rent?
2: Uh, we, are, we are quite lucky. We get a thirty percent of um, oh, okay. uh d- discount. But actually, mm. for malls, right, it's huge cost, mm. and there's a lot of all those uh, utilities, and you have to pay us also. So, um, it helps but not all. I mean we mm. we we can't even cover that with our revenues and so on. So it's quite a difficult time to, to, to be in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I think the, the discount in rent is just like putting a bandage but your blood is still spilling out. Still, right? bleeding, all yeah, the way
2: still out. bleeding.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think is it that have you ever thought that is it because uh it's too late for you guys to, you know, implement any digital solution or is it too late for you guys to make it like uh, get used to this kind of delivery thing because I think during the MCO, a lot of uh, FMB they go full fledged on delivery, they yes. even close up the store, they just do yeah. plainly uh deliver. So, so do, what do yeah. you think about this?
2: Um, actually, we when when, uh, when we first started, we use only grab delivery, but mm-hmm. we realized that um, it's not because there's too many people doing grab delivery at the time, everyone is like, whole all the f is going into this uh, grab, uh, all those uh, different platforms to do delivery, and it's quite competitive as well, so we decided to actually do our own delivery, which is, uh, we put inside our, uh, we put all those uh, uh, gelato, we start selling gelato online, which uh, they can buy from our, our website, and we do our, yes, we, at the first, we haven't launched our apps yet, but it's on the way, so it's at the later of uh mco which uh, we are able to launch our apps that mm. the people can buy from the apps as well so yeah that, okay that, that's how we we do during that time and we deliver a lot of uh deliveries oh, okay. based on the online uh, yeah so everything is like 80 percent, 80 percent, 90 percent sales is coming from e-commerce as well so oh. it's quite a very big, big big changes overnight
0: okay i think i think the challenge about delivering is that because you're, you're dealing in you know freshly brewed coffee and also gelato i think yep. like your, your your food is going to like melt halfway throughout your delivery or do you like encounter any problem during the de- delivery
2: um, for gelato we, we wouldn't have this problem because uh, we'll mm. be using all those uh, uh, ice Ice box uh, and, yeah to, to actually keep them cold so when it's delivered it should be in uh, still in in the fresh ice cream, cream form yeah mm. fresh but uh for coffee and food wise it will be slightly more I believe it's better consumed mm. in the store because uh, it tastes way better in the cup mm. and even like uh, compared to all those uh, paper cups and so on so yeah. this will actually affect the quality of the coffee and food as well. Yeah
0: yeah i think i think it's some kind of a dilemma because sometimes if you do delivery then your food quality can be uh, degraded in a way uh, due to the delivery how it was transport so this kind of uh, making people perceive the brand differently because I, you know i i went to a lot of uh walk-in restaurant back then and then during the mco i also do some uh, order some food in but the taste is like i would say 70 to 80 percent different uh, from
2: what i what is consuming there yeah, so because think,
0: uh, this is a big challenge, yeah.
2: It's a big challenge for, for quality of the foods and so on. So mm. we have to source a very, uh, I mean, different types of packaging materials. How do we keep the temperature mm. uh, long enough? And even like a double wall of uh, uh, coffee mm. cups that actually prolong the temperature of the coffee so it tastes better when we reach our customers. And doing the transport system all right, uh, mm. it will there will be like a spillage or something like that. So how do we actually prevent the, the coffee from spilling everywhere and makes the cup very ugly or something like that? So these are one of the challenges we face also. So we try to solve all them and uh, making sure that things are getting better uh, when you reach our customers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I,
0: I guess that there are a lot of F&B business owners who are still you know struggling with these kind of delivery things. You know because from the way I receive the food, I, I can feel that I think they, they have still no idea on how to pack their food in a portfolio. So do you have like uh, a few tips or a few materials that you can suggest to uh, those FMB business owners?
2: I realize that if we put like a plastic, right? I mean mm. the, there's a plastic container or something for food, yeah. Sometimes when you keep it for too long, when it's still hot, it mm-hmm. actually makes the, co- uh, the the food spoil. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you, you realize because it's like you uh, heat the temperature oh. or something like that. So oh, okay. the food will actually taste weird when you reach your customer place. And actually it's more like a, the it will be like a bit mel- a bit messy, that kind of a, a meow, so meow
0: a bunch of bunch of few holes to yeah you yeah, know, yeah something
2: like that to let yeah. uh, the, the the steam come out when it's mm. still hot and yeah. uh i think paper paper materials will be helping also so because uh mm. it actually is not completely sealed and uh yeah okay cool. helps.
0: yeah so i think the tips here is to you know let your still let your food properly ventilate but then you need to prevent it from spilling so i think the True. Delivery can be a challenge, but I think there are still ways to, you know, um, make it better and you know prevent it from damage and so on. So for FMB owners out there, yeah, you really need to invest much more into the packaging, yeah, to maintain your quality and so on. So, I have Frank, a question,
1: Frank. Before we yeah. continue, right? Like, although Penang is very small, but doing delivery to different places in Penang is also a challenge. Did you face any like getting lost and then don't know where to find the owner kind of oh, yeah. you know, challenges? <laughs>
2: Actually, uh, during this MCO, right, I'm the I'm the first, I mean, I'm, I'm the only only delivery, delivery guy oh, in, in okay. my company. So, because I, I do a lot of deliveries, I send mm-hmm. all those gelato and all those food. But I've mainly focused, we are mainly focused on sending gelato. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've only know that, actually, Penang is quite big. I mean, a <laughs> lot of places I've never been before. And a lot of people staying in different places that I've never been here. Yeah. So, it's quite a challenge when you first uh, did, had to find their location and something like that. Mm. So I realized that sometimes if the customer don't give the uh, building name, but only mm. give the address, you couldn't find the place. But So so that uh, you, yes, you couldn't search the exact location based on ways or something like that. I'm mm. using ways to actually search the, the place. Mm. But without the building location, it's very difficult to find the, the place. <laughs>
3: Oh, Okay. Mm, you know, yeah, I so, think so it's like,
2: GPS is not
0: helping, even you have
2: uh, I will specifically call them to ask for oh. if, if, if it is like a condo or even like a apartment mm. and so on. Uh, to ask them which building are you in. Yeah, so oh, okay. that will be more specific to reach. Uh, mm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: but and during that time, it was hard to travel around because you need some permits, right? Like the did oh. the police give you a hard time. <laughs>
2: um, I'm I'm, I'm fortunate. Uh, I Uh, percent didn't give me a hard time, but there was <laughs> one that I they asked, asked me a few questions and uh, they stopped mm. me for probably uh, one, one or two, two, three minutes. And I, I'm quite scared because uh, but I, I showed the proper documents on all those uh, FMB that were required to, to do deliveries, and uh, luckily it went well because uh, yeah, they let me go. <laughs>
3: Mm, yeah and also treat
2: them
0: uh, gelato as well because they have to work under <laughs> the hot <hotline. laughs>
2: yeah. but, but I didn't prepare that uh, yeah
1: maybe maybe there's an idea for you to do the next yeah. time uh, I yeah. mean, the policeman or, or, or that I,
2: I hope not i hope not
1: yeah yeah okay uh, ca- uh you can continue with your questions
0: okay so so frank i think uh because of the mco i think it also forces you guys to you know go online and so on but uh, is, is this the, the MCO, the main motivator to encourage you to go online or you have been thinking about uh, doing online business or you know bringing your Frank Lauren online for some time already?
2: I've been uh, thinking to bring Frank Lauren online for a very long time. But oh. luckily because uh, of this MCO, we are able to actually have more time to actually utilize this kind of resu- uh, resources that we have
3: mm-hmm. been
2: having, but we are under-utilizing. So mm-hmm. which means we have our own e-commerce platform platform that we have been developed and mm. we have usually very very little sales la. it's like uh, we don't really promote much or so. so but luckily because of this MCO we no choice we have to do it mm. so we yeah. just go, go go forward to do the uh, e-commerce sales and so on to deliver it to other states or uh, to sell coffee and all those things yeah
3: mm.
0: so I think right now we are Inside the uh, RMCO or <laughs> CMR, yeah. oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, so we already post. I mean, y- your business is running back as normal. So, so will you be like still utilizing the e-commerce or you are slowly switching back to your and you know, then the old routine of doing offline?
2: Yeah. Uh, once the once we reach RMCO, actually we um uh switching back uh mainly still back in retail. But uh, we, I would foresee that in the coming future, we will still need uh, to utilize mm. these kind of resources in e-commerce, online, apps, all those are mobile apps and, and so on to, to build the business. Because uh, uh, humans' behavior have, has been changed since mm. MCO. And I believe that those are the most important platform that we have to leverage in terms of marketing, branding, or even like a, to, to, to share about the, the company pro- products and so on. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think one day maybe you can share how you do the gelato or also coffee. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh thank you, Frank, for sharing uh this thing. All right. So the next session we are going to talk a lot about coffee. And uh Diana here is uh, I was I'll categorize her as a coffee addict or a coffee <laughs> lover. She will need no, no, coffee no. like every day to you know have have the energy to start working. So, Diana, I'm going to leave the session to you right now
1: okay, uh I'm going to do a disclaimer here. I am not uh, a very you know very professional in coffee and anything like I my knowledge is general consumer knowledge so whatever I'm gonna ask today is is like my curiosity and all that it's not gonna be too technical so everyone can relate to okay so if I'm asking the wrong question about coffee, don't jump at me uh. <laughs> I'm just gonna ask like whatever that I think. So the first thing is uh, I want to ask a very abstract uh, question to, to uh, Frank, what is coffee to you?
2: I think coffee is a um, very exciting drink when you're having like, a, for, for me, right? I, I like to have my coffee when I was going into work or even like a, to focus on my work, something like that. So imagine like a, I'm having a life right now, so I prepare a calm, calm of coffee and <laughs> uh, just to get my, my nerves on and maybe by mm. my, my brain, the blood circulation you know, I, goes I, I, on. Can, at the, can you sleep
0: <laughs> later? Are you able to sleep later?
2: <laughs> yeah, I can. I can. Oh. Actually, I oh, used to mm. used to uh, all those are caffeine and so on. So mm. it's more like a uh, drinks that help helps me to keep myself active, but I mm-hmm. can still sleep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, I yeah
1: yeah. I think this one I can relate to you because, uh to me, coffee is like. When I have a good cup of coffee before I start work, my productivity depends on the quality of the coffee. So if the quality <laughs> of coffee is really bad, then my quality of work for the whole day will be like man. Mm, but oh if it's God. good, then it's really good. So yeah, that is yeah. my uh my my relationship with coffee. So the first question I would ask you is that um so when we go to the kopitiam, you know, coffee is like at least the most also three But why people have to pay? you know, 10 over ringgit just for a cup of coffee, sometimes even 20 ringgit. Like, what's the difference between the coffee quality that?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, for different co- coffee qualities, because uh, for cafes that like, like us or even like all those specialty coffees that uh, they do all those very premium coffee and so on. So, it's very different because uh the reason being coffee, uh, those is are probably high high scale, uh, high high elevation mm-hmm. grown coffee so it's mm-hmm. actually a, uh, usually it's a, if it's a high grown coffee it's a, it has a very strict heartbeat that makes it uh it takes a longer time to actually grow the cup coffee uh the the, the tree the coffee cherry and it takes harder to actually uh, harvest it mm-hmm. so it's hard to grow and hard to covers and hard to process as well because uh different processing methods of a uh, coffee actually comes out differently. So for example, there is a wash processed coffee, there is a natural processed coffee, there is a, a honey processed coffee. Even there is a lot of different way. I mean, maybe hundreds of different uh, uniques, unique, unique uh, coffee processing method. And those uh, actually takes time. It could take from time ten days to to, to dry, dry it off or even like a uh, twenty days. To make sure that things are go- well well stocked and even like uh, sending this coffee to different warehouse and how do they store it some requires like a very cold in a cold room to make sure that the coffee quality actually stays on over the over the months or years uh, we, we usually try to uh, roast the coffee very soon and uh, so there won't be like a like a aging coffee that will reduce the, the quality of the coffee, and different processing uh with different roasting method that actually comes out differently actually takes a lot of different times. So for for example, uh the 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 hawker that could be all that kind of coffee actually they add a lot of all those uh the margarine sugar mm. and all those uh different uh ingredients to make the coffee aromatic, and uh it's a, usually use different uh coffee which is a robusta coffee that's a different uh very different compared to uh arabica because i uh, a robusta coffee actually use very uh is is a low low grown uh low grown in the it's easily basically very easy to grow uh mm. it's, there's not much needed of all those are uh, caring or all those are uh, mm. uh to make sure that it grows and uh yeah it grows the quality of the robusta is actually quite. That there are good robusta, and but majority is still very, uh, not as aromatic. I mean, not as a uh, tasty, or I mean, there's not much flavors and mm-hmm. the complexity of the coffee, which makes the coffee quite uh different compared to arabica. And yeah. yeah, so you can actually get more. When you when it's a well roasted arabica, which is a very high grown or even different species of the variety of the coffee, you you can get more flavors out of from the coffee, which is like the from the aromatic, there's a the body of the coffee, the acidity of the coffee, the aftertaste, and even like a, the 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 whole flavors or the the different mouthfeel of it. So it's quite different compared to the usual of coffee, coffee lah. So yeah. that's why the skills that put into making this kind of, uh, like I the cafe types of coffee is actually uh, higher, and the machines that we use to brew the cup coffee is very expensive. So, so for example, there's a from the industry, right? Because, because we we do sell coffee machines, so so coffee mm. coffee machines could range from. Ten thousand to hundred thousand also got. So for one coffee machine only. So it depends on the different, uh, the group head of the coffee that comes out differently. How how do they brew it? So it's actually it's like a professional way of uh, making mm. cup of coffee. That's why it costs more, and mm. there's more pairing there's more uh, efforts putting into it to make it uh more healthy as well. So mm-hmm. because uh, there's no sugar added uh, no yeah. or no margarine or it's just pure roasted coffee which mm-hmm. makes the coffee uh, you can taste the origins flavours of the kata coffee. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay, um, cool. I, I think there's a lot to digest in, in the <laughs> like about coffee, but that, that's very interesting. So the next question I have for you Frank is after yep. you have understand so much about coffee, do you actually go back to the hawker and drink kopi or kopi ping? <laughs>
3: or you don't <laughs> um, anymore?
2: Um actually no more. Yeah. No more right? <laughs> unless i'm maybe i i can't remember i can't remember i drink or, uh, like coffee or coffee often but maybe when i go to maybe some special uh place that actually have all those are uh, very traditional coffee or i might try that yeah but uh mm-hmm. if it's not normal cafe then maybe uh normal coffee then maybe no yeah yeah
1: as a as a i mean coffee enthusiast yourself what is uh, a coffee bean, a type of coffee bean that you would recommend to anyone when they first start oh, I like coffee, then what would you say? Which coffee <laughs> you should drink?
2: Actually, coffee is actually very personal. So, mm. everyone uh, likes coffee differently. So, there's mm. no percep- uh, there's no exact perception that uh, you should like this kind of coffee. So, mm. I believe that uh, you you can also like coffee or any, uh, any other different types of coffee. It's okay. So because uh, everyone likes it differently, so some might like it stronger, some might like it medium, some might like it lighter. So it really depends. But for me, right, I I personally prefer uh, Ethiopian coffee. So mm-hmm. I like it medium, medium to light, medium light roasted. So it's quite uh balanced in a way, uh, with a very smooth acidity in a very balanced acidity. So I like the fruity taste of the Ethiopians. That's why, I'm actually drinking a Indonesian, somehow.
1: Oh, okay, okay. We are drinking water, apparently. <laughs> oh, we won't be able to sleep, but cheers yeah. to you. Um, cheers. The next question I have for you, uh, is like when uh, you first started roasting coffee, like how how was it like? Did you fail a lot of times in roasting coffee, and and how did you start?
2: Oh yeah, definitely. We I I roast a lot of those uh, uh failed batch, and it actually taste out uh, come out very. Uh actually if you I can teach you some how to actually identify a wow. failed coffee. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. example if it's like a very greenish a kind of uh it's like mm-hmm. both. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, a, okay. a, a that that could be like a very greenish undercooked yeah that kind of coffee. Okay. Okay. It's actually like an under roast. Then it's uh I don't like that kind of coffee, so usually I'll just uh I'll just pick oh, yeah. that. Uh, throw it away, no, not, not like throw it away. Usually, we'll use that, we'll roast it again to make oh. it into uh darker roast but it's oh. not drinkable already because uh, the flavors will be off already. So, we use that to practice our latte. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so, we, when, when oh, you do yeah. latte training, we actually mm. use those kind of uh, training coffee to actually do that. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So, it's not wasted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so cool. it's not wasted. Mm. That's cool. But, uh, so, yeah, we waste a lot of coffee like that. Yeah, how, but how, how much did you
1: invest in to, to waste? Co- like that that time, how much money did you invest to waste coffee?
2: <laughs> I didn't really plan for wasting coffee, la, to yeah, be honest. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
1: So, but did I you lose some money?
2: money? Yeah, definitely a lot. Yeah. Mm. Just to just to test it out, to try it out, and we improve over the years. And very luckily, because uh, when uh just when we first started we have uh, we started to uh roast a lot of different co- coffees that we let a lot of people try then people give feedback and people teach us that hey, how do we improve our, our coffee uh coffee roasting so actually it helps in terms of uh, uh speeding up the the speed of getting mm. the right uh, profiles to get to your audience so we actively do a lot of all this uh, coffee tasting or co- coffee cupping with our mm-hmm. customers as well, so that people actually learn about how to taste coffee, and mm-hmm. they also sometimes they also give a uh, very very good advice. And they, maybe if this coffee could uh, roast lighter, it could be more floral, or even like a, mm-hmm. if it's grows slightly darker, it could be more caramelized. Uh, After taste is very lingering and more aromatic. So. Eventually, all those uh, experience that we get from there, we actually do all those uh, changes in terms of uh, our hosting profile. So it, it really helps.
0: So actually, among your customers, there's also a lot of experts and a lot of pros. <laughs> yeah, that <have> to <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're actually evaluate yeah.
3: that. Yeah. Mm, that's, that's, great, cool.
1: that's cool. That's so how you can always improve your coffee from time to time. That's a very exactly. good business model. Okay. Um, so the next question I have for you is a very interesting question. I'm sure a lot of a lot of men and women out there is very interested because there's this myth saying that when you drink coffee you can lose weight. To you, is that true? Can you can you drink certain types of coffee to lose weight?
2: I think for coffee, right? Mm-hmm. It's more like a because there's caffeine inside, so it actually mm. helps your blood circulations and all those things to uh, make you feel more energized. So mm. in when you're energized, you actually use more energy. So actually, yeah. I believe it also depends on your diet as well. So mm. if you can uh, have a healthy diet with a cup of coffee, I believe that it actually uh, helps you to actually stimulate your, your whole uh, blood circulations and all those things. So eventually, you, you still need I, I, I wouldn't say that coffee can lose weight, but mm. it might help you to actually gain more energy in terms of mm. using more energy, then you will lose weight. Yeah,
1: I yeah, understand. I understand the logic yeah, there. So before a you go to the gym, gym. gym or before you go to run, then you drink a cup of coffee. Yeah, then you get yeah, a lot of energy yeah. to do it better. Okay, yeah, so
2: okay. Get it. more energy.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll try that next time. And I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, it's okay. okay. So the last question uh, I have for you for this segment is: So if you would go back five years ago, what was the ad- what is that advice you would tell yourself before you started Frank Lauren Coffee Roasters?
2: Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I thought of that from time to time also. So because uh, we we just recently reached five years old for our yeah. first ca- uh, since our first cafe opened, so mm-hmm. I always think that when if. I were to go back to in time to actually tell myself, I will tell myself that uh, you need to believe in yourself, mm. yeah, don't just go ahead and do what you think, I mean, to try it out, to, uh, be willing to fail and learn from, from all those failures and don't be upset that you have a lot of failures back then, because uh, those failures will actually help you to grow better, stronger and even wiser over the years. So just back then I was still uh, very incompetent because I'm still a no. Yeah. <laughs> so I have no idea. <laughs> so I think that was that will be the most encouraging that if I can go back and tell myself, just do it. Yeah, you have to believe in yourself, no matter what people tell you, just go and uh, try as hard as you can, work hard. Uh, someday things will get better.
3: Mm,
1: that's very good advice for many food pioneers out there or even people who are planning to do a business because I think one of the things that even for me, not an entrepreneur, I would think that we overthink too much. And when you overthink, you won't do something. So it's good to true. just do it just
3: when you have the, the fire burning. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that's a very good advice. Yeah, the, the fire leverage.
1: That's right. So uh, this is uh the end of this segment itself.
0: So, um, do you want to have a QA session?
1: Yeah, yeah, actually, right now, I would want to do a, you know, if you don't want to comment to mix, it's fine. <laughs> so you comment <laughs> a question for Frank to answer, okay? Yeah. Uh, from my understanding, Frank is a very, uh, he likes a lot of challenges. So yes. give as challenging questions as you want, any, any question about coffee related or business related, and we'll get back to it soon. So while you are commenting, we will go to what can we look forward to, Frank Lauren Coffee Ro- Roasters and also your other ventures. Can, you can talk more about that because I'm sure you're into gelato as well. So what are your plans?
2: Um, We try to diversify from just having a retail presence to other uh, online business or even e-commerce and so on. So currently, we're actually uh, exploring a lot of different products as well. So just to get uh, things uh, slightly more diversified in a way that uh, we can reach more different audience. And uh, because uh, we we might not know, who knows, then there'll be a second MCO. And so if there's a second MCO, we will be prepared. You get what I mean? So it's like uh, we, we have to expect this kind of thing to happen so that we won't fail when things become more terribly or something like that. Yeah. So, right now we actually have our, we are developing our own, we, we actually launch our own apps. We are not developing.
3: Oh. So, huh?
2: can I can show you. Oh, so, this okay. is a, one of like, a we have all those uh, membership that we can actually capture from the apps that our customers that can actually go. You can just search Frank Lauren in okay. App Store or even mm-hmm. Google Play Store. So, you can actually download that. So, with this kind of uh things, we can engage with our customers that uh, they can have all those uh, loyalty programs and like all those uh customers can redeem all those vouchers or even like a uh, free uh, cakes when uh, during their birthday or something like that. So it's like a very uh to keep in touch with our customers to uh, build the loyalty and to the trust that they have with us over over the years. So. We also do delivery from the platform as well. So all those uh coffee related uh, stuff, that you can actually you can actually order from the apps to oh. get us to deliver to you. So it's quite convenient that uh people can actually bring uh, come uh, can actually bring the Frank Lauren home without yeah. having Frank Lauren uh, without coming to Frank Lauren. So yeah. it's like uh we're trying to do a very borderless uh cafe that can reach out to the customers other than people coming to us yep.
1: right now uh like for five years anniversary that's a very big milestone yeah. but do you have like did any customers tell you or did you as an owner yourself feel what is the biggest motivator people are going to crank our own coffee roasters. Yeah. like is there a reason why they love it so much
2: um, I believe we we built the loyalty customers from over the years and I find that people like it because of the quality of the products so usually people will actually come back again again because of the quality products so we, we are always striving to actually make the quality of the product, uh, the products better but uh, you also need to figure out what's the demand of the customers and yours. There's a different trends over the over, over the years and so on. So, yeah, actively try, trying to get what's next in the industry. Okay. So these are something that we are working on to uh, to strategize, strategize on our skills on uh, resources and so on. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Understand. Like for now, I understand that there are five branches in Penang itself. Is there any you know secret Jomix after five Jumicks exclusive uh, announcement that you want to say that uh, we can look forward for something coming up? Oh,
2: okay. yeah. yeah. Actually, we have. Uh, we are going out of Penang. So okay. Wow. Are, so you can actually expand that in July. Uh, we are actually uh, working with one of the very exciting partners as well in, uh, in sungai petani that, that would be in sungai petani so it's a keda. so for our first shop out of penang mm. we are very excited we are working oh with. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah i I, 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 w- I wouldn't want to do the spoiler yet but uh, <laughs> you can actually speak to our frank lauren website our, our frank lauren page facebook page instagram you'll see some details on on that so mm. yeah hope, hope you hope to see you guys soon oh Not that's sure.
1: cool so for listeners that are from Tadah you can look forward for Frank Lauren coming to your town very very soon we don't yeah. know where yet but sounds like it's going to be somewhere exciting
3: Expressive.
1: yeah I see okay cool uh, so in terms of all the digital uh, I mean digitalizing your business and all that and also coming out with new branches is there any campaigns or workshops that our listeners can look forward to
2: um for example you can actually get uh uh we are we are doing all those uh, like uh, coffee workshops and uh, uh coffee brewing latte uh, workshops so these are some of the things that you can ex- expect from from us uh for the next few few weeks as uh as seen so um uh, yes yeah.
1: okay okay that's cool um uh, yeah. i think do we have yeah. some questions for frank
0: okay i think a lot of the people listening are you know overloaded with information that frank has shared they have learned a lot of things so actually frank i have a question for you okay so yeah. this coming from me personally i would like to ask you that if, if there's another chance for you to you know restart your business would you still go into a coffee business or maybe you want to go into some other more shiny <laughs> business
2: i if i were to start again i think business is something i'm very passionate about and coffee is still something i I very enjoy so i believe sometimes i will sometimes i will think that if what else i can do and uh, what other things that i can adventure into i believe i will go more towards e-commerce or even online uh because i'm quite scared of mco right now so (laughs) it is something that uh there's a retail challenges running or full uh, high cost and so on mm. so i believe i'll move towards online uh that kind of business mm, okay. Yeah. okay still okay. selling co- coffee online yeah online. that's something also mm.
0: still doing business still selling coffee but going online yes. yeah okay okay another question i have for you is that do you have any advice for people who are, you know, right now at this moment, who are thinking or actually in planning or developing their new F&B business? What advice do you have for them?
2: Uh, it's a very difficult time. And I see that a lot of all those uh, retail restaurants uh, cafes actually closed now because of the uh, too high cost that they can have to bear. So I believe you can start from maybe like a... Uh, home based oh. uh food coffee or food delivery, something like that. So you actually reduce your cost first because right now it's still very uncertain in terms of how do you start your own business. So try not to put all your money inside uh retail or something to because we, we, we never know what happened if uh, since you're you just getting started and you have no experience on how uh, how to manage a retail. So I believe that you can start small from home base, and slowly grow because there's a lot of people who are successful who mm-hmm. started from home also so at least something that uh, you can with a, with a lower lower uh, lower risk and mm-hmm. still be able to sustain your business. Yeah. Okay
0: yeah I think basically for those of you who are you know interested or planning to start an F&B business the key for you right now is you know start small you know Don't start small much money in fixed costs, yeah, right? You cost. have to move it, uh, use another method to you know get started. All right. So thank you, Frank, for answering the questions that I have.
1: So before we end this episode, uh, Frank, do you have anything you would like to say to your listeners or even customers that are listening to this live stream right now?
2: Um I I was wondering if uh, anyone has any question to ask us about. Yeah, so we can actually answer
0: wow. that yeah. okay so yeah right now we have one question i'm going to pull it up right now so this question is from sandra Yo. so okay. she was asking when, which industry you want to collaborate in the
2: next five years um i would say for the next five years it's quite interesting because uh, we want to uh we would love to actually enter into manufacturing so for example all those uh, machinery style, we can actually come out with our own design, different equipment that we can actually reach out to the uh, consumer, across the world. So this is something very interesting because we have been uh, wanting to explore this kind of thing in the next five years. So uh, other than retail, these are something mm. that we are quite excited about.
0: Yeah. I see. I see. OK, so thank you, Frank, for the answer. So, um, because we are running at one hour time mark right now. So, if you have any more questions, please just leave it in the comment. And when Frank, uh, after this live video, Frank will reply to you guys, okay? So, uh, I think that's I have about a question. it. Uh,
1: yeah. I have a question before we end. Frank, I mean, as an entrepreneur yourself, who is your idol in, in coffee or in, in uh, entrepreneurship that you have? Or is there a quote that you live by?
2: Oh, yeah. I love Steve Jobs, yeah. So oh, I think okay. Steve Jobs actually inspired me in, in terms of a lot of uh, business decisions and marketing. He's very. I I sometimes watch the, uh. Watch the marketing that he done for all those uh, launching of products. So it's very fascinating and very amazing. So actually, I, I try to. Uh, for Steve, right? I my favorite quotes will be like uh. Uh, you can just put the thing or something into the universe Uh, he wanted he he said that he wanted to put a thing in the universe so this is uh, something very inspiring because everything we are doing right now we're actually doing something very uh, unique and very meaningful so if you value your work I think that's something that we all want to be uh, inspired of all the
3: small like, yeah. mm-hmm.
1: then maybe you can uh, share with us more about your your aspirations and also entrepreneurship tips in in future but uh, as for now as we know sense is like saying time is up time is up so <laughs> uh, if you like this episode of after five at Mix please do remember to like share and you know just stay tuned to Mix. and also if you like uh frank lauren coffee roasters do follow them on facebook and ig and then you can find us on we are basically everywhere we are uh, mix is on facebook ig uh, instagram youtube spotify apple podcast google podcast and so this episode itself is going to be uh, a podcast later so if i mean again thank you so much frank for your time to join us in this podcast and also sharing all your tips with us we love it's
0: it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Frank. It's, it's really insightful. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And thanks, if
3: thanks uh, you out. have
1: any again, leave it on the comment. I think Frank is more than happy to go and answer you later. So that's for sure. I think that's the end for tonight. Thank you everyone yep. for listening. Do okay. go to Jimmy Design slash Frank to enter for the grand prize. And also, uh yeah, thank you, Diana dropping my out. <laughs>
0: Thank you for having me. Bye-bye.